Hey friends, let's go back to the 90s with our new book, Mixtape Theology, 90s Christian Edition. It's part devotional, part retrospective, and all awesome. Rediscover the wonder of songs like The Great Adventure and Jesus Freak as you uncover their spiritual significance. But you know, we couldn't just give you a book without some 90s Christian cheese. We've included some original comics and hilarious retrospectives. Michael Tate of Newsboys and DC Talk calls mixtape theology the ultimate nostalgic throwback, and Michael W. Smith calls it a great read. Mixtape theology will have you falling in love with these songs and the gospel all over again. It's nostalgia served with a side of renewed faith, and it's available now at Amazon and Walmart.com. Now, back to the podcast. Welcome to the Mixtape Theology Podcast on the new release today podcast network. In Mixtape Theology, my mixtape partner, Dr. Ashley Mofield, and I, we like to look at the theology behind our favorite 90s contemporary Christian music and, you know, sometimes poke fun at 90s Christian culture. I'm your host for this one, Rachel Cash. Here at Mixtape, we take a 90s Christian song and we discuss some of the Bible verses or themes that stick out to us as we listen. We use it as a tool, as a springboard to jump into further Bible study. It's a fun way to explore scripture. So in this episode, we're going to give you some ideas on how you can do the same with your favorite Christian music to go a little deeper. So I've asked Michelle Nizat, host of More Than a Song podcast, to join me in today's episode. Similar to what we do here at Mixtape Theology, Michelle utilizes today's Christian music as a launching pad for further Bible study, and she has curated a set of techniques that she calls BITE, and she's going to demonstrate how to use the BITE technique on a little song that you may know called Dive by our favorite Stephen Curtis Chapman. So let's start the episode. Sink or swim, we're diving in. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for joining us on Mixtape Theology. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. So, Michelle, I did a little introduction at the beginning of this episode, but why don't you tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a Christ follower and very passionate about God's word. I'm a wife. Uh, it'll be 25 years this September. Very excited about that. Uh, a mom of two girls, 19 and 15, um, daughter, granddaughter, friend, live in Opelousas, Louisiana, uh, but grew up in Idaho. I was a displaced Cajun my whole life, and then now I've come back to be near uh, my Cajun heritage and family, so, and married a Cajun boy, so that's how I ended up here. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your podcast. So uh, I started my podcast a while ago, um, 2014, More Than a Song is its name. And uh, basically, I just take uh, Christian music that's playing on the radio, trying to meet people where they are, listening to song or using songs that they're listening to every day, and use that as a catalyst to point them back to God's word. Uh, it really is about more than the song because I really don't talk about necessarily the theology of the song or anything about the song other than using it as a springboard to give me an excuse to go study the Bible. And then we spend the rest of our time over there. 
That's great. I love that. Um, what prompted you to start that podcast? Yeah, so several things. Um, I wanted to, I, I grew up uh, mem- memorizing God's word. We had this thing called Bible quiz where we would memorize whole books of the Bible and then quiz on it. And uh, so I was able to memorize large chunks of God's word. Um, the year that I was most competitive, I remember most of that. I wish it was because I wanted to be holy, but it was mostly because I wanted to beat Brian Schneider. Uh, but anyway, uh, did you, I, did, you beat, did you beat him? No, but he thought oh. I thought I could. And so it was <laughs> awesome the whole time. <laughs> uh, one time we did tie and that was well worth it. That was worth it. Uh, but so I wanted to teach my girls scripture that same way, just didn't have that same kind of platform. And so I thought, oh, one of the best ways to do that would be put scripture to song, right? So I tried my hand at writing scripture songs and I was awful at it. It was terrible. They came out sounding super lame. And so it was a project that I picked up and I put down and I picked up and I put down and I really didn't know where to go with it. One summer, the Lord said, Michelle, the the songs have already been written. I've already given the people with the capability and the talent and all this other stuff, you know, they're writing the songs and people are listening to them. And at the time I was mentoring a brand new believer and um, a song came on the radio, uh, every good thing by the afters. And I just thought, Oh, I wish my friend who was a new believer. One of the first things she did was change the music she listened to. And so I thought, I wish she knew when she heard that song that it came from James. I wish it would remind her of something that she had studied in James. And so that was the seed. And it was a year later or six months later that I went to a conference and the idea of podcasting uh, was presented to a, a group of marketers. I'm a marketer by trade. And I was like, that's it. Uh, because I can take the songs that are already written. I can link them to scripture, show the listener, um, how, how use it, harness the power of the music to remind them of what they've studied. And so that's how the podcast was born. And I'm on episode 428. (laughs) I think at the time when I started podcasting, there were like 18,000 Christian podcasts in existence. And that included all the big ones, like all the big pastors, you know, all the big platforms and, um, you know, that you're competing against as far as like Christian platform. And there's many more now, but I've got in on the ground floor. That's for sure. That's great. Uh, I love that idea of using scripture as a springboard, as a catalyst to, to go back to the Bible. And that's, what's what we do here at Mixtape Theology and why I wanted you to be a part of what we're doing. And we actually have a name for that. It's called Mixtape Theolo- Theologizing. There you go. <laughs> So Perfect. if you do, if you do exactly what uh, Michelle just described, you are a mixtape theologian. That's what we right. call ourselves. <laughs> nice. So I, yeah. I, do I get, a, do I, what do I get for being one of those? You know what? I want a uh, we, we pay in WWJD bracelets. So All right, uh, if this goes well, I'll send you one. <laughs> now, if you're in true nineties form, it would be like a pin I could put on my jean jacket. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you obviously are very knowledgeable about today's Christian music and and how to link that back to the Bible. But what was your experience? Because we're a 90s Christian podcast. What was your 90s Christian experience like? Did you become a Christian in the 90s where you were part of the crazy 90s Christian culture? And what were some of the music influences of the 90s? 
Yeah. So, um, I've been a Christian my whole life, uh, since I was a very young child when my, my grandparents introduced me to the Lord. And I just, I, I never, uh, I just always, I always believed, right. They told me and I, I believed it and I kept, I kept going on. So I didn't necessarily become a Christian in the nineties, but I was definitely active in our youth group in the nineties. I was, um, active in that scenario. I do remember like the first tape that my mom got me was a Michael W. Smith tape. And I think it was kind of during that time in those early nineties that we got a Christian music radio station in town. That was huge. But before then there really just wasn't, you know, I would go and I would go to the Christian music store and flip through tapes and, um, uh, didn't have a ton of money to buy a lot of tapes, but I would say that that was probably, uh, one of the, one of the things I would spend my money on. And then man, when I got like my CD, you know, my <laughs> Walkman, that was legit. Um, but yeah, so some of the early, uh, influencers, of course, Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, that kind of stuff. And so, and then like the praise music and things like that, that were maybe we were singing in church. Um, I came from a church that had a little bit of both. Like we had some traditional hymns and then the um, overhead projector. If you were chosen <laughs> to work the overhead projector and like cover up the words and slide down the cover while people were singing along, I like, God forbid we sang ahead, right? We just wanted to, uh, one word at a time. So, or one line at a time. So we would slide it. I got to do that sometimes. So Ooh, very nice. Very prestigious. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in your podcast, uh, more than a song, you have a developed a technique called bite and B I T E. And we're going to sample that today with you. We're going to pick a 90s Christian song and you're going to take us through the bite technique that you developed. So can you tell us a little bit about what the B-I-T-E bite technique is? Yeah, sure. So it's, um, it stands for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. And what was interesting is if you go back and listen I hesitate to even encourage you to go back and listen to the first episodes because, I mean, it's just like anything. You get a little bit better over time, right? Um, but I found myself using vital interaction tools, the vital interaction tools, vital interaction tools. And after year one, I went, that's bit, B-I-T. <laughs> and I, so I came to my daughter and I said, I keep saying this phrase and I need an E. Give me an E so that I can make it bite and we can take a bite out of scripture. And it was a little bit cheesy, but also very memorable. And so she, we, we came up with exercises, but basically these are just habits that I use on a weekly basis to interact with God's word. I was trying to um, take it beyond just reading, although I highly recommend reading. And so I make, um, some of the bites are very, are, are related to reading, how to read, how to read better. Um, and, and I don't, really develop the bites as much as I curate them. So if I'm talking to you and you do something in your uh, weekly or daily Bible study that I've never tried before, I'll try it. And then I'll introduce it as a bite. And I have a list of about maybe 10 or 15 that are real go-tos, you know, go back. I go back to all the time, but I've, I've curated this, you know, this list and I introduce it every week. And so any bites that I introduce, I actually used that week in preparation for the podcast. I don't want it to be some sort of like put on kind of thing, but I will say sometimes I go back to my list and say, I want to try something different this week. And, um, I'll go back to a list and just, just to mix it up a little bit, try something new to interact with God's word. 
And some of your episodes, they can go to your website and they can get like a printout review of the bites from that episode. Is that right? Yes. In in the show notes of every episode, I'll say, these are the bites that I used in this episode. And then subscribers to my website get like my top five bites. I have like a little explanation sheet and all of that. And I'm, and you know, uh, so sometimes if you say, uh, I really like this idea of writing out scripture, which episodes did she talk about that? You can go, you know, search it that way and it'll tag it. Oh, that's great. What a, what an awesome added benefit for your listener. Um, okay, so let's get into the bite that we're going to do today. Uh, we're picking, uh, well, actually, you picked this. <laughs> and, uh, I never argue with this, but Michelle has chosen Stephen Curtis Chapman Dive. Now, I am working, I have in my hand the original liner notes of uh, nice. Stephen Curtis Chapman's Speechless album because, you know, Stephen is my very favorite and is also is Dr. Ashley, my partner's very favorite. He's, his music's actually what started the idea for us to do mixtape theology. And Stephen has his own little CD uh, case. His, his little CD case is separate from everyone else. So it was easy <laughs> for me to find my, my old liner notes. And one of the cool things that I like about Stephen is that he always had Bible verses included oh, okay. with the lyrics. So I'm not sure if you are have chosen the same uh, Bible verses, but Stephen's, uh, if you want to look it up later for yourself, listener, is Romans 11, 33 through 36 and Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Um, and I always, that was always something I would do every time I would get a new Stephen album was I would open up the liner notes and I would look up the Bible verses that he put in with the lyrics. And that was the beginning of mixtape theologizing for me. <laughs> That's so great. You know, it's so funny. I use a, a resource because we're both on the new release today podcast network. Yes. And uh, one of the Kevin Davis has a weekly um, kind of like behind the song story behind the song. Um, uh, article and he gets those inspiration verses from the artist. I use his stuff all the time. So it's very similar to what you're doing with the liner mm-hmm. notes, you know, like what were they thinking when they wrote the song or they sing the song? Sometimes I use it. Sometimes I don't, but yeah, I love that. And it'll look. So for the listener who says, I don't even know where to start. That's the place you start, right? You grab those liner notes. You look at that that verse and go there and then read that in context. And then there's some other things that you can add in to make your time in God's word inspired by the song and then really meaningful once you get there. All right. So let's get started. Um, do you need, do you want me to read some of the lyrics or do you already have that ready to go? So, yeah, I kind of have it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it, the, the thing that drew me was this idea of diving in. And it's something, it's a phrase that I actually use on the podcast every week. I'll say, let's dive into scripture. And um, I really chose Stephen Curtis Chapman because when you had first asked um, and we scheduled the interview, I was going to a concert. I'd never been to one of his concerts before, uh, which was fantastic because, I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't have money to do all that kind of stuff. So anyway, he was, he came kind of pretty close to us. And so we went, uh, we brought my 15 year old daughter and she knew one song <laughs> of his, and it was because it was on the Netflix special a week away. Did you see him on that? He had like a cameo on yes, that. Netflix. It was for this song. <laughs> yes, so uh, the great adventure or something like that. And so yeah. he, uh, but anyway, the, um, 
so we went and, and listened to him. And so that's, it got me thinking about it. I've used his music as a, like a theme song for a, um, a conference that I did one time and all that. But I really think of diving into scripture. He's talking about, you know, taking the leap of faith, diving in. And so I think those are very much related, diving into God's word and uh, building your faith, diving into deeper places, start there. So I, I got to thinking about, um, what does that look like? What would the shallows look like? And it reminded me of something that we can, that we read in Hebrews In Hebrews chapter five, verse 11, it says, we have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though, by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. And anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And I really feel like that was a representative of this idea of kind of like staying in the shallows versus diving in. And so that was the thought I thought of, which sent me to Hebrews five. So then that would be my starting place. Um, and then that's where I start to take more bites. So, uh, for me, the next bite would be, uh, reading context. So I just read you a couple of words and different people define context differently. I'm, I'm talking about scriptural context, meaning the verses around is these verses, not historical context, which we do discuss as a bite as well. Um, but for me, if I've got a focus area, I'm going to read at least the chapter before the chapter and the chapter after. That's how I loosely define context. But we're only five chapters into Hebrews. So I'm thinking if I want the whole context of a letter, which this is a letter, you would never read just a couple pages of a letter <laughs> and you would never pick out the, in the middle of a letter either. So to really read a letter in context, um, just got to read the whole thing. And I know that Hebrews is a little bit longer. It's not four chapters, you know, like a Philippians or something like that. So to read in context might take a couple of days, just get through the whole letter and get an idea of it. So you've got this song diving in and you're going to dive into scripture. You're going to go a little bit deeper. You're going to see what the author of Hebrews was meaning when he talks about, um, and where did he start to even come to this place? And that context will give you like, what kind of arguments is the author of Hebrews trying to make as he's moving toward this idea that you need to go deeper people. Let's get some maturity here on you. And, um, and then, and then I might spend some time sitting around in that, in that section. So if uh, I know you probably don't have it up, but did anything jump out at you when I was reading that section of, of Hebrews or anything, any thought that came to mind as I was reading it? Just that uh, the ones that were mature were mature from use of uh, use of it, you know, living it out over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. I love that constant use have mm -hmm. trained themselves. And the result of that training is to be able to distinguish good from evil. And I think we're going to need that a lot more these days. I um, was talking to some college students today and, and we were just talking about how, um, you know, I think back to Moses and Aaron, how uh, God said, throw the staff down and it turned into a snake and the magicians did the same thing. And so I think there's going to be things that we're going to see in the world that the enemy is, is, is putting himself out there falsely as something of God. 
And we need to be able to distinguish good from evil. We need to be able to discern that. And I think it's not going to be as in some places it's super black and white, you know, um, which is, uh, but in other places, it's not going to be, I think the, you know, there are places that warn us that even the elect can be deceived, um, because it looks good. <laughs> and, uh, um, and then you've got the world around us calling evil, good and good evil. So that confuses the, the situation as well. So the bite that I would recommend in this situation is reading in context, um, but I say back up even, and then just read and keep on reading. That's another one. I think sometimes we stop and we try to unpack that verse there and we um, we miss out kind of on the bigger picture. You know, you, you take a step back and you see things from a more of a thematic thing, what's going on in this letter, what what is the, what are the feelings of the readers? Obviously they're suffering. If you read Hebrews, you can see that he's um, really trying to speak to their suffering. Um, one of my bites is to remember that the characters in the Bible were real. And uh, I don't even like to call them characters. The people described in the Bible were real. And it's not a story. Um, it is a story, grand story, but it's a real, it's a true story. And, but I have to remember the readers of Hebrews were real. And so they were really suffering and they were, um, they, they had the potential of giving up on their faith and turning from it. Cause if you keep reading in Hebrews five, right here, um, it's saying, uh, that they, it's talking about apostasy, just turning from the faith altogether. And then he's like, but I don't think that's who, I don't think that's where you are, you know, warning this could happen. I don't think that's where you are. And then he, he went and talked a little bit more about, um, about what that looks like. So I guess my question is I'm reading, ask questions of the text is what, what does the author consider milk versus maturity? Um, I would compare and contrast that, what the milk and the maturity, what can I see in the text of what he's talking about? Um, I would study with a friend. I just asked you a question. We're doing it together, right? You know, so I said, well, what do you see? And then you might say, well, what do you see? And, and uh, what popped out at you? You know, that kind of thing. Even just a simple question like that is, is a Bible interaction tool exercise or learning something and then going and sharing it with a friend is a, a way to really um, solidify something that you've learned. Absolutely. And I love how you were prompted to do your podcast as a result of um, ministering to a friend. You know, you're ministering to a friend. And that's originally uh, a big reason why I made mixtapes for people is I would give them to people, you know, as part of my my witness in, in high school is listen to the song, look up the Bible verses that I put in the notes for you to look up and and yeah, so I love that you picked out um, that Hebrews for for dive. And I love how, um, you know, obedience to God, um, it, it's done, you do, you, you learn it by, by doing it, and you become stronger by doing it. And the more you do it, you know, um, the more mature you are. And uh, so it's not just head knowledge, you know, we got to do what the what the word says, we got to obey. And uh there are times when um, it's really hard to do that. And songs like Dive can really help put us in a posture of remembering to trust um, because sometimes we don't have, you know, we don't always have what it takes to obey. And it's it's a dependence. It's a trust and it's a posture of um, surrender 
you know, you're diving in, you're, you're diving in. And sometimes that great adventure makes you, uh, takes you to a river and you got to swim and, yeah. uh, you, you, you don't always know what's going to happen. You don't always know, but someone who's been trusting and obeying, um, God through the hard times and the good times is going to be much more willing to dive in the next time they encounter something that they don't know what's coming, but they know God's calling them to move forward in that. Um, yeah, that song dive has popped up in my life on several important occasions. I was just telling my daughter, um, before this podcast that this is the song that was in my head when I was on the way to the hospital to give birth to her. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was, yeah. and that was actually, Come on, my, let's go. Yeah. yeah. My, my Facebook <laughs> post from 2010, um, was yeah. sink or swim. I'm diving in, you know, God has given me this child, um, here I am. There's no turning back. I'm about to be a parent. I'm about to have a baby, but I'm trusting God. I'm doing this with God and he's with me. Um, and there's no other, no other way to get through parenting like that um, or parenting. I had a really rough pregnancy with her um, hospitalizations and months of bed rest and the time had finally arrived and I'm just diving in, you know, God, you brought me all the way through. And um, can't wait to see what's on the other side. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's fun going on a greater adventure with God. Sometimes, sometimes it's yes. not, but sometimes it is. <laughs> well, and to your point, you know, if you keep reading in Hebrews, there's that hall of faith, right? So mm -hmm. if we're taking a leap of faith, let's look at people who have gone before us and have been acknowledged by Scripture as having faith. And so then you go through and you could just take all of those names that are listed in Hebrews 11, and just go back and read about their stories and just kind of um, see what, what they did to dive in. You know, they took leaps of faith and then were recognized as having faith. Mm -hmm. And then to your point, I mean, if you read at the end of Hebrews chapter 11, there's some amazing, amazing stories. And then there's those where it didn't work out so great on this earth but their eternity, eternity was changed because of their faith and um, to be able to trust God and surrender um, that his view and vision of the big picture is the, is the trustworthy one mm -hmm. um, gives us, I think the, um, the courage to, to dive in. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. So I believe that you're going to do a podcast on your own, um, an, your own episode about dive, right? Yes. So if someone wants yes. to go a little deeper with you and hear a little bit more about it, you can check out that episode and people can find your podcast, um, on all the major podcast players, right? So Apple yeah. and Spotify and all that good stuff. And then you also have a website that you can go to, to, to find those show notes as well as sign up for her email. And your website is michellekneezat.com and it's N-E-Z-A-T. So Michelle, two L's, kneezat.com. Great. Well, thanks for joining me, Michelle and Mixtape Theologian. I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did. And I hope that you will listen to Michelle's podcast. Um, she's got some great information to share with us. Uh, more than a song is what it's called. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music-related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.